we're back. We're back. Welcome back to Life in the Vine. We're your hosts, Dan Hutchinson and no. Jackson Seibert, and we are here in the Hannah C. Howard Studios, straight from the powerhouse. That's right. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's right. And the, today we are talking about consumerism. Consumerism. That's a big word. That's a big word. That's a big word. We are uh, exploring this idea of life in the kingdom and consumerism, something we see in the world around us. Jackson, start us off. What is con- what is consumerism? How might we start defining that term? Yeah. Um, well, you said something interesting first. We're exploring life in the kingdom. That, yes. What do you mean by life in the kingdom? So we've been talking about, we started with life in the kingdom of God. Jesus comes on the scene, beginning of the Gospels, invites everyone to repent because he says the kingdom of God is at hand. We talked a little bit about the idea of repentance, turning around, and this idea that the kingdom is this uh, reality of God's presence, the reality of things being ordered according to the will of God, and that's the space in which we want to live. Not necessarily a physical space, but a, a reality in which Jesus is Lord. And as Christians, we believe that that's what we're called to, is to live lives that are live in that space of Jesus being Lord, in that kingdom space. And that should kind of spill out into the ways in which we interact with each other, the way we interact with the economy, the way we interact with politics, kind of all that we're exploring in this podcast. And so that relates to this topic of consumerism. How do, how do we consume? How do we use goods and services, you might say, as Christians? Yeah, you're exactly right. That's what we're exploring. How do we live in this kingdom or how do we live as members of the kingdom while we're here in a maybe different uh, setting. You know, we're here on the world. Yes. We're not yeah. in the kingdom of heaven, but we are stewards of the kingdom of heaven. So you're right. It brings us around to consumerism, which um, we do have a few definitions for because uh, we kind of just need to define our terms here because consumerism can be looked at strictly kind of economically. Right. But I think that it also has a um, it has a social meaning as well. So when we look at consumerism from an economic standpoint, it, we're looking at uh, the protection or the promotion of the interests of the consumer. Okay, So the promotion of the interests of the consumer, the protection of the consumer. Um, but when we kind of shift our thinking of consumerism to a society and what does it mean to be a society of consumers, consumerism can kind of take on a negative connotation. Um, so uh, Google tells me that the definition of consumerism is the preoccupation of society with the acquisition of consumer goods. Preoccupation of society with the acquisition of consumer goods. So that's a little different. So yeah. we have the first definition and talks about guarding rights, privileges of consumers who it's us, right? I mean, right. just talking about people in a society should have the freedom to buy things. That yeah. would be sort of a basic economic definition of, yeah, of they consumerism. Should have, they should have the uh, freedom to be able to buy things, to choose what it is that they buy. And that the um, it's kind of also the idea that the consumer sets the um, demand as mm. well. Um, that it, it basically uh, supply and demand is is met 
based on what the consumer's wants and desires are, not really what the need what need there is to have whatever commodity. Yeah. Sort of a consumer's always right, customer's right. always right mindset mm-hmm. that you see a lot of different businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll fix your problem. Doesn't matter what it is, even if you're wrong, even if it's not good for you, even if it's not good for you, we will. Yeah, we're at Subway. We'll put that extra cheese, that extra meat on your sandwich because you're the consumer. It's what you're you want, right. yeah. and you're right, and you're right, exactly. So, and then the second definition you use, you gave from Google, the Google is preoccupation. I think that's an interesting word. Yeah. Talk more about that that idea of pre- a preoccupation. Yeah, so um, it's just the preoccupation of society, which if we want to back up, society is made up of a group of consumers for this definition. Consumerism, group of consumers. Okay, so what what is um, what is a consumer? It's a person who purchases goods or services for personal use, okay? So kind of getting into like we have this group of consumers that are purchasing goods and services for personal use but then it becomes like this preoccupation of this group of consumers so there becomes kind of a difference between consumption and consumerism okay Mm -hmm. so we can consume something and that's not necessarily the same thing as having this preoccupation with something so um if you haven't realized yet, I like to define my terms. I like to say what things are. So yeah. consumption is really based on the acquisition or the purchase of a good that satisfies a basic need. So now we're talking mm-hmm. food, housing, you know, Clothing, water, shelter, yeah. water, basic yeah. necessities, basic necessities there not something that is is extra uh, whereas consumerism kind of um it, it kind of leans towards materialism hmm. and it's kind of this acquisition of stuff that then we derive our satisfaction from the acquisition of things yeah or the acquisition of the consumer goods and so so sorry i just no. want to jump in because i think there's a lot of things that are there that are worth diving into a little bit so you just talked about basic needs being provided by a society, by businesses um, so that people can flourish on the, on the basic level. They can have food, they can have housing, they can have the basic necessities of life. And that's kind of consumption. And then we get into consumerism, which is about uh, not satisfying necessarily basic needs, but is about the acquisition of things and how those things in some sense make us feel. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost a, it's, it's an um, maybe like an emotional high from the acquisition of things that becomes more the consumer mindset versus just a mindset of okay I need this for my life I, right. I need I need food on the table but that moves beyond that to another level and I think it's, it's fascinating too going back to the the preoccupation because I think that this we we've been talking about the consumer but it's also those that are providing the resources for the consumer where this can really impact a society because we, and I think this is where we can talk about, we can talk about sin. We could talk about human nature, but we don't always want the things that are good for us. Yeah. We don't always want the things that are healthy or helpful for us. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Right. I mean, who doesn't want a cheeseburger, but mm. is a cheeseburger good for you? 
obviously it is, but yes. you know, many, some doctors would say it's not good for you, but, but if that's what we want, and if the mindset of a consumer society is we need to provide what people want, not necessarily what they need, then businesses on the other side, or if they're also preoccupied with consumption are going to provide those things mm-hmm. for people, even if it's not good. I mean, I think we could think about uh, cigarette industry. Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be an easy one of, we all know smoking's bad for you. Right. Right. Yes. And w- this will be another podcast too, is talking about substances. But like everyone knows that in, in especially chain smoking and stuff like that is bad for you. It does mm-hmm. bad things to your body, but people want it. Companies provide it. That's consumerism. So, okay, before we dive so far down the uh, rabbit hole of of kind of critiquing society, yeah, sorry, jumped ahead a little. No, no, bit. no, 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 no. I think that that you're, you're, that was a good thought pattern, and that's where we're going, right? But I think before we get there, we we kind of need to just challenge: Is consumerism bad? Hmm. Because we're we're just kind of jumping off that that That's ledge yeah, right there, yeah. and, and and but really, is it a bad thing? Is it a bad thing to meet the desires of people? Now, I think we can speak on that from a theological level, and we can pretty much say, well, there's nothing that I've no desire in me really inherently that is a good one. Yeah. Uh, but from a uh, maybe from a more of a uh, goods and services and materials kind of thing. Um, If, if people buy things and acquire things, then that means that people are selling things, right? Which means that they are producing things. And right there you need sales people to sell things and you need people to work in, um, you know, factories and manufacturer manufacturing plants and all that to produce these goods right the engine of the economy is run on the buying and selling of goods and services that's right so more goods equals more better economy yeah right you can tell creation of the creation of jobs right Yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah so is this really a bad thing i think it's a great question and you know i think for me one of the things that in that definition that's important is a preoccupation. Mm. And I think that we, and we as humans often have a hard time with finding a middle ground. We have, uh, we have a hard time with, with balance. We tend to go to extremes. We tend to overindulge. And so I think that that to me is that I don't know that being consumers necessarily is bad, but I think that we will inevitably abuse that as people because of our natural inclination towards sin mm-hmm. but i think it, it's hard for us when we when we have these opportunities before us to use them responsibly and so i think that the exchanging of goods and services the creation of jobs even people taking joy in what they're able to acquire or or give i mean you think about we're coming up on thanksgiving we're coming up on christmas and people are going to be consuming and then turning around and hopefully giving those away. And and there's a beautiful exchange that happens there. And there's, yeah. there's a joy of giving someone what they really want. And, and you know, the joy in a kid's face when they get a gift that they've been hoping for. So that's a good, I think that's a good to mm-hmm. me. And it's good that we have the ability to provide those sorts of things and those sorts of resources. But again, 
when we don't have a balance, when we don't have um, the ability to kind of self-control that tempers our consuming, then I think it quickly can become a dangerous thing and sometimes even an evil, Yeah, I, I would say. So just kind of to recap that thought, what, you're, what you've been saying is that having more than the basic needs, that's not a bad thing. Being right, able right. to even give out of those things that you have, that's not a bad thing. But where we, it's when we go to the extreme to be completely preoccupied with the acquisition or distribution of things that is, um, can be dangerous. Yes. So I think that we can kind of get caught up in that cycle. And when we, when we balloon this out from the individual into a society, right. Okay. Well maybe, you know, I'm, I want to be good at my job and my job is to sell X. Okay. It is advantageous for me as salesperson a to sell X. I'm going to sell as much of X as possible because I'm going to benefit from that. My family's going to benefit from that. My church is going to benefit from that because of my giving to the church. Yes. You know, and because you're giving the the biblical 10%. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, when, when we focus on it kind of individually, there may be kind of a preoccupation in, in these things, but we don't look at it as that big of a deal. But then we balloon it out to society and it kind of compounds the right. issue, right? Because right. now all of a sudden um, we look at others and we tend to kind of look at others for our cue. And now all of a sudden everyone else that we're taking cues from, uh, they they have they're taking cues from each other as well right, so right. so where does this standard come from and it kind of right. spirals itself into an issue or a preoccupation of an entire society which it right. drives a society you you used tobacco right. or cigarettes specifically as kind of this issue i think that we can even look a little bit closer to home and just say technology i, yeah. I think that we're, yeah. we're wrapped up in it right now to where yeah. we can all acknowledge that you know having as much technology as we have is is probably not really a great thing because we're seeing mental health issues kind of mm-hmm. come about from this we're seeing kind of a disconnectedness we're seeing this inability to have um conversations and discourse because of we're just having a we disconnection from people yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not having conversations and yet you know companies continue to give us the latest and the greatest it's the arms race and technology of what phone can do what and what computer can do what and memory space and cameras and all these things and bells and whistles and and it's kind of an arms race in that but it's also an arms race in consumption of like oh i need that thing or i need that thing well going back to one of your definitions i think so often it becomes about it becomes about value it becomes about worth it becomes about not again not it almost becomes a need i think this is where we you know again going back to your definition of consumption as as the the basic needs of life what consumerism does i think is expand what we see as the basic needs of life so we we think oh i need this apple watch not i want it but i need it mm. so it it becomes we kind of place it in that realm of 
the basic needs of life yeah along with food clothing shelter some sorts of things and and if we don't have that then then we feel I think it, it, it we it kind of feels like it takes away from our happiness or it takes away from our satisfaction with life. And I think that's, again, also where danger comes in is can we be satisfied in a consumerist culture without the things that we're being invited to consume? Yeah, I I mean, I love where you're going there. And I, I love this because I get to see it a lot. One, because it's active in myself. So I get to see it right. from first person perspective but i also get to see it a lot in youth in middle schoolers okay Uh, so i work with the middle school students and their definition of want and need just kind of developmentally is still not quite clicking right it's not quite what we would sort of a a messy line there yes so it's kind of like us as a society we have not quite developed past the teenage thinking of what a want and a need is yeah or like you said, we have kind of added on to what a need mm. is. I need Apple Watch, that, using your example, and I need it because it gives me value in I feel good about myself, mm-hmm. uh, so self-esteem, yeah, or right. it gives me value in social status. Mm-hmm. You know, It gets me yeah. in with a particular crowd, or yeah. it makes me at least be able to blend in and not stand out like yeah. that. It's going to get me healthy. It, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, no, my Apple Watch one. is going to get me healthy and I'll have the lifestyle that I want. Yes. Yeah. So I think that you're, you're right in that it expands our definition of a need. It's not even tricking ourselves into thinking like, or like misdefining what a need is. It's, it's, we're trying to add on to mm. that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting idea. I like that. I like that. We're creating a larger base instead of we're not necessarily even fooling ourselves. Yeah. We're just expanding the need pile. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, that's good. So we live in a society, a society that is material run, consumerist base. It's not just the acquisition of of goods and services or goods, but also services. Okay. Yeah. So now we, it is completely formed the way that we digest everything, right? It's, right. It, it's completely formed the way that we, um, that we consume things. Okay. So when we talk about consumption, it's not just of a physical thing. It may right. be, we might be consuming something, um, that's not physical, right? Right. I think it was, I mean, it might've been, don't quote me on this, but I think it was 2016 when the nation spent more on what they what was called experiences versus things. And it was the first time that that had been recorded, mm-hmm. that we're, we're spending more on. And it could be movies or dinners out or travel or, you know, whatever it is. But it's an experience. It's, you know, it's. It's going to the bar with friends. It's yeah. We're spending more on that than we're spending on Amazon purchases. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like I think that that's another. I mean, you think about it. Not not to bash on Apple. They're they just are really really good at selling things. But yeah. you know their their ad campaigns are so often selling experiences, and then at the end it, it's kind of well 
the thing that all these people who are having these experiences have in common is that they have an Apple Watch or yeah. they have an Apple phone. But they're really selling you on the experience because they know that we as consumers want that experience. And then the question is, like, how do we get there? How do we become the sort of people that have those sorts of experiences? Or, you know, how do we get from point A to point B? And the implied message of the commercials is, well, getting a Apple product is going to start you down that path. Yeah. And the marketing genius here is you're exactly right. Tying a product to an experience. I think, um, you know, you see it in TV sales, like the sales of TVs. Okay. Now you are no longer just buying a TV that has X number of pixels and a refresh rate of like whatever you're buying a TV to watch the Super Bowl on. You are buying a TV that is going to be, it's going to turn your house into the party central for right. watching the exactly. national championship game of whatever, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's, yes, you're consuming that, that good of the TV or the Apple watch, but you're also, what you're really trying to buy, what you're really trying to get, mm-hmm. what it they're really making you want is the experience of, of that kind of atmosphere or your house being the hub or uh, yeah, it's the experience. So, okay. I think we're getting, I find this super fascinating. I think we're getting in some really interesting territory here because going back to the, the the needs versus wants and, and consumption is consuming, consuming needs versus consumerism. So we, we have physical needs as humans, right? We also have emotional, spiritual, relational needs Mm -hmm. that are very legitimate yeah and we have need we have a need to be in community we have a need to be loved we have a need to be understood we have a need to be in a place where we can be vulnerable and be be known we have we have a need for community i mean yeah you know and, and particularly as christians we believe that that's part of the essence of who we are as Christians created in the image of the triune God is that we're created for community. And Mm -hmm. so even some of these experiences that we're talking about in some sense actually get at real needs. Yeah. So you may not, you you may not need your house to be the party central for Super Bowl Sunday. If the Seahawks are playing, I do need it that way, but (laughs) you don't need that, but you do need community. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting tension maybe in consumerism as well is that it it does so often touch on real needs. Mm. And and maybe it expands those, maybe it twists those, maybe it it takes those and runs with them somewhere else, but you can sort of distill it down and say, yeah, there there is actually something real and even a need that this is um selling to. Yeah, we might say. Well, isn't that the trick of the world? You know, when I say the world, I'm not talking about just like the earth and the globe, but the world as the kingdom that is in opposition to the kingdom of God. Isn't that the trick of the world is to take truth, Mm. to take something that is a need to say, take something that is right and true and mimic it, but just twist it just 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 slightly. Yeah. You know, you know, the the best lies are those that are closest to the truth. Right? Yeah, yeah, or have some truth smattered have some in truth, with. Yeah, them. yeah, because exactly. you need community. Yeah, you just don't need the TV. 